following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, how's everybody feeling on a Sunday? You feeling good? That was terrible. Come on, how's everybody feeling on a Sunday? Man, now that, that was impressive, I'm not gonna lie, great work. It's so good to see half of your faces. For those of you that this might be your first time back since we've reopened the doors, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for being a part of Christian Life Austin. For those of you that are joining us online today, we love you. We're so excited about what God is going to do in your life today as well. And I'm I'm really excited to dive into God's Word today. Um, And before I do, I want to just give one quick announcement. Uh, Many of you have heard that a phenomenal member of this church uh, for many years, David Pena, passed away. And just such a man of faith and a man that... You know, we talked about legacy on Wednesday night, and his life outlived his life. You know what I'm saying? Like his faith outlived his span here on earth, and he he touched thousands of lives with the transitional homes that he was able to open. And uh, his his service will be held Tuesday, this Tuesday, at 10 a.m. right here at the church for those of you that are available and, and knew David. I would encourage you to come. Let's honor, listen, let's honor a man who lived his life for first and foremost, Jesus Christ, but then other people, to, to see other people thrive. And so we will, we will honor him Tuesday at 10 a.m. right here at the church. And then yesterday, there was, uh, many of you may have been a part of this, but I want to give a shout out to everybody that participated in our Serve Day event yesterday. Y'all, it was amazing. It was a huge, huge day. We got to be the hands and feet of Jesus one more time, go into the community and just love on people. Big shout out to Jaron Davis, our experienced director who makes everything possible around here, who organized it so well. It was a, a phenomenal, phenomenal day. But today we're going we're gonna to dive into the Word of God. And I have one question. Did anybody enjoy worship today? Come on, did you enjoy Mac Brock? Can you give your can you give Mac Brock just a hand clap for joining us today? Mac, thank you for being in service with us. It's an honor to have you in Austin, my friend. And Lord willing, this won't be the last time. Hopefully you'll come back and, and worship with us. But I'm gonna dive right into the word of God. And for the next few moments, I want to talk to you on this subject. Righty tidy. Lefty Lucy. Righty tidy, lefty. Has anybody ever heard this phrase before? Oh, come on. You're going to have to help me a little bit more than that. Lucy, everybody, kind of just do your arms like this. We're going to do some calisthenics. We're going to stretch a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm going to need your help today. This is a, uh, I'm a participation preacher, okay? I need your participation. You're going have to have to help me today. Uh, yeah, th- this is a phrase that you learn when you're trying to figure out how to you know, loosen things or tighten things or open things and close things. Righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. I read a story some years ago about a man by the name of Thomas Edward Lawrence, popularly known as Lawrence of Arabia. 
Lawrence became famous for his exploits as a British military liaison to the Arab Revolt during the First World War. Perhaps you, you've heard the story. But during the war, he formed many close friendships and relationships with the sheiks of Arabia. And after the war was over, he wanted to to do something special for them, for these people that he had drawn so close to. And so he invited many of his friends that he he became close to over there back to Wales um, to just show his support and appreciation Throughout throughout the war, and so they had a they had an amazing visit. Everything was going really well. They had an audience in front of the the joint house of commons. They stood in front of parliament, had a standing ovation, and even had a moment an audience with the queen. What a what a great experience they had! But on the last night of their visit, Lawrence offered his guests something very unique as they were in his home. He said, "Listen, you guys have been so amazing to me." over the years that I want you to walk through my house and anything that you see that you want to take home with you, I want you to take it. It's yours. Anything in the house, it's yours. And much to his surprise, they did just that, but they, they marched upstairs to the room where they were staying. They marked, marched through the bedroom and they walked into the bathroom. And you you can imagine the surprise on Lawrence's face. Like, I I got a lot of really nice stuff. We're going to the bathroom, like the toilet. What this is, you want my potpourri? What do you want to take back with you? Y'all, the jokes aren't going to get any better. I'm going to need you to just laugh. Yeah. (laughs) And much to his surprise, they walk over to the bathtub and they point to the faucets on the bathtub. And they make this statement, now, now we can have running water in the desert. See, they didn't realize that the faucets that they were looking at were only superficial, that behind the faucets was plumbing, that behind the faucets was an energy source that, that heated the water and a city main that supplied the water and from the city main aligned to an outside water source. They were focused on the faucet as they thought that that was the source of the running water, but they failed to realize that there, was, there wasn't magic in the faucet. <laughs> There was no magic in the faucet. They they needed some understanding that the faucet is not the faucet without the flow. You can have faucets all day, but if there is nothing behind the faucet, the faucet does you absolutely no good. It was what was behind the faucet that they so desperately desired. And see, I've got good news for somebody in the house today, whether you're joining us literally in in, in our campus or you're joining us online today. Do you want to hear some good, anybody want some good news? All right, this is, this is gonna, this is gonna blow your mind. You've never heard anything like this before, but everyone under the sound of my voice has access. Everybody say access. Come on, if you're online, listen, I need, they said access really loud here, but if you're typing at your computer, if you're watching on your iPhone, I need you to find the nearest chat box and just type the word access. Come on, preach with us today at home. Every one of us has access to the very presence of God. 
You have access to the presence of God. I have access to the presence of God. And I'm not just speaking about the omnipresence of God, which speaks to the fact that God is everywhere and that he's, he's holding everything together. I'm grateful for that, but that's not what I'm referencing here today. See, you have access to a different type of presence. You have access to his very manifest presence. The manifest presence of God. For those of you that may be unclear on what that word means, manifest simply means to make known, to, to be seen, to be recognized, or, or to be understood. You have access to the, the tangible, understood, known presence of God. See, God wants to make his presence known to his people. He wants to make himself known to you. He wants, he wants you to recognize that he is with you every moment of every day. Not that he's just some celestial being out there just making, no, no, no. He wants you to know that he's with you when you go to work tomorrow, when you step into your homes today, that that God, his presence is with you, the tangible presence of God, that he wants to walk with you and talk with you. Exodus 33 would say it this way. God's speaking to Moses and he tells Moses, he says, my presence will go with you. My, and, and Moses responds, he says, if your, listen, this needs to be our heartbeat. If your presence, Lord, does not go with me, it's not going to end well. I need your presence, Lord, to go with me. The manifest presence of God. He's not talking about the omnipresence of God here. He's talking about a presence that is made known that when you're walking into a situation that you don't know how to handle, that you can feel his presence leading and guiding you every step of the way. So if we have access to his presence, the question then becomes, uh, how much access do we have to his presence? If we have access, how much access? What is my security clearance when it comes to the, the presence of God, right? What, what does that look like? And I'm gonna tell you a story. It's gonna take me a minute, but I'm gonna go somewhere with it, so stay with me to, to prove my point. In fact, let me do it this way. I'm gonna tell you something about yourself that's gonna blow your mind. You're going to sit there and you'll be like, Pastor Brad is reading my mail. What in the world? I'm going to walk in the prophetic for just a moment. Now, it's kind of a funny prophetic, so you're going to have to stay with me. In light of our current quarantine situation, in light of COVID-19, there are some habits that you have picked up. Just, just wait, I'm coming. There's some habits that you pick, and some of them aren't really good. Well, let me just, let me ask you this. In light of COVID-19 and the quarantine situation, some of you have picked up the bad habit of panic eating comfort food. Now, I don't say that because you look overweight. That's not, that's not where I'm getting that from, that at all. But here's what I know is that you be watching the news as I, ah, and you run to the pantry. You're looking for something in high carbs, high fat. I just need something that's gonna make me feel good right now. Well. <laughs> and if anybody's getting rid of Oreos today, you just bring them right to me, okay? 
We, we panic eat comfort food. We eat our feelings. I'm going to exercise. No, you're not. You're going to eat another hot dog. You're like, well, that doesn't really apply to me. I've stayed pretty healthy physically during COVID. Okay, I'm coming at you now. Here we go. With more time spent at home in light of our current circumstances, some of you on a daily basis have successfully scrolled through every one of your social media feeds 12 times in a span of one minute. If you have seen the same picture within like a two minute time span, let me tell you, you are on your cell phone too much. You're frustrated. Why aren't they posting? Why aren't people posting? Because 60 seconds ago, you picked up Instagram and we're looking through it. People don't do that. Stop. You social media binge. I know you. I am one of you. Well, that doesn't really apply to me, Pastor Brad. I don't do social media. Okay. I got one more for you. In light of our, our current quarantine situation, some of you, not speaking about me, I'm speaking about you now. Some of you have watched 73 shows on Netflix. No, no, no. You see, you misinterpreted what I said. I didn't say 73 episodes. I said 73 shows with like six seasons long each one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, oh, but I don't know about that. You know how I know that? I don't even have to be prophetic. I just go to Facebook. And here's what half of you post on Facebook. Hey, y'all. Uh, I'm in search of, you know, you put the, the cute little abbreviation there. What's your favorite Netflix shows? I've watched all of them. Recommendations needed. Hit me back in the comment section, please. <laughs> and that thread is longer than any other thread you've ever posted. People are just posting everything. You're like, oh, I've seen that, seen that, seen that, seen that, seen that. There's nothing on Netflix that you haven't seen. And today, just a few minutes ago, you get that little graphic pop up on your iPhone. That reminds you of your screen time, and it says screen time up 273%. <laughs> Binging on Netflix. Well, I've got one more person to throw under the bus. I just threw all y'all under the bus. I got one more person to throw under the bus. My wife. My wife, in light of our current quarantine situation. She has picked up a habit. Just because this is a great word, I'm going to use this word. She has become a full-blown botanist. For those of you that are wondering what that means, a person that studies plants. <laughs> Y'all, we, we've been married going on 14 years and anytime we try to plant something, it dies like 30 seconds. It doesn't even get in the ground. It's like, I'm out, bro. We're done. <laughs> but can I tell you, I go to Home Depot now. People know me by name in the plant. Say, oh, Brad, what do you need today? I don't know. What you got, baby? Just bring it on. <laughs> we got plants hanging from things. that I, I don't even know what kind of plant it is. We got potted plants that are blowing over that I got to go pick up, but it continues to blow over and we can't figure out to put it in a different spot. I'm just venting now. I'm so sorry. 
We've got perennials. We've got annuals. We've got semi-annuals. I don't know. We got every kind of, we can, she tried to convince me to buy a plant that climbed up on the house and just attached itself. I said, that is tentacles from the devil. Not today, Satan. We won't have it. We got plants. And one of my many trips to, shout out to the Home Depot. I thought, man, I'm an amazing husband. Not to brag on myself, but I'm an amazing husband. Do my wife a fair, she loves plants. So I'm walking through the plant section. Guess what? These people know how to get me and they know how to get you too. Right there by the plants that I needed. You know what I see? A watering wand. What planter botanist does not need a watering wand? You know what I'm talking about? Attaches to the end of the hose. It's like three feet long, just so you can reach the beautiful plants that are hanging from God knows where everywhere. My wife would love this. So I buy her a watering wand. Yes. Uh. This is, it's the little things after 13 years, folks. Okay. But right next to the watering wand, it gets better. They got me again. Yep. You can't go home with a brand new watering wand to an old water hose. You know what I'm saying? Like that old rubber water hose just all leaky and getting all, you can't have that. You know what was sitting right next to the, the watering wand? A water hose, but not any ordinary water hose. No, 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 no. It's the ass seen on TV. Pocket hose, y'all. Got me. Got me. $29.99 later, I'm the proud owner of a pocket hose and a new watering wand. And I come home. Hey, babe, look what I got you. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing. And so I watch her. This is, this is not creepy. I just happen to watch her through the windows in the back as she's, as she's watering plants. And she's just, I mean, she got the biggest smile on her face. And that is torture to me, y'all. That is awful. Like who, I, it's 4,000 degrees outside. She just watering before the Lord, just woo, smile on her face. She can, the new hose can reach every plant in the yard. I mean, the ones we got out in the neighbor's yard way over yonder, they can reach everywhere. But guess who has to water when she's not home? Me. Now, I'm glad that I bought a new hose and a new watering wand because it works out well for me too. I get to water in style, but it's awful. I don't want to be out there. But I'm watering one day. By the way, city of Austin, just cut my water bill, please. I don't want to pay for my water bill this month as we water. But I'm watering, and we have this long stretch. Y'all, I got like four minutes left to preach to you. I got to get on. I got to get a move on. We got this stretch from the water hose to the faucet area all the way out to like the furthest plant that we've got way out there. I'm watering everything, and I get, I'm, I'm heading to that plant to water. Now, mind you, I've seen my wife water the same plant with the same hose a hundred times now. But I get out there and I'm this far from the plant and I can't get there. Like I've seen her standing right there with the same goofy hose that I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it. I'm like, what's happening? You where you just hear it, it's about to break. You know what I mean? Like I start using force. I start praying for the water hose, Lord, right now. That didn't work. He didn't answer that, that prayer. And then it hit me that I bought the pocket hose. And what I failed to realize was that if I would walk over to the faucet 
and I would turn the faucet righty tighty, lefty loosey, if I would turn the faucet all the way to the left, the pocket hose that I had just purchased would expand and give me access to the plant that I've been trying to water, the very plant that she, but see, here, here's my problem is that there was something, my, my inattention to what was going on, if I would have only turned the faucet, see, I, I had the faucet about halfway, and because of my inattention, it wouldn't allow me access to where I needed to be. That if I would have just walked over to the faucet, turned it all the way to the left, said, come on, water, let me have all you got, it would have given me the link, it would have given me the access that I needed to get to where I was trying to go. And I, we wonder, don't we, how much access do we have to the presence of God? Let me tell you today, you've got as much access to his presence as you want. You can have as much, listen, you can have as much of his presence as you desire, but here's the key. It all depends on how much you want. It all depends on you. His presence is available. He is a well that will never run dry. His presence is not going anywhere. He's got more than you can handle. But I wanna ask you today, where's your attention? Where, where, where has your attention become? Because see, I, I allowed something to stop the flow of the water in my life, which restricted the access. Because I wasn't paying attention, access was restricted. And you and I have a, a standing invitation to the very presence of God, but you have to pay attention. You, ha you have to be aware of what's going on around you. Watch this, Revelation chapter four, verse one. After this, this is John the beloved writing. He says, after this, I looked. He said, I, boom, something, and it made me get my attention. I, I started paying attention. And there before me was a door standing open in heaven. Attention, after this, I looked. Oh, something happened and it made me, hey, where am I at, what's happening? I paid attention, and after this I looked, and guess what, there before me was a door, but not any door, was an open door. Once I started paying attention, I saw the open door that was before me, and here's what I want you to understand this morning, is that attention opens the door of access in your life. What you're paying attention to will give you access to certain things. You control the flow. Righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. You control the flow. See, let me ask you what you're giving your attention to over this COVID pandemic. Are you giving your attention to negative emotions and everything that would play out on the news? Or, or, because see, if you're, if you're giving your attention to negative emotions, it has access to your heart. Guess what? It's because you gave those emotions your attention. If memories of pain and hurt dominate your thought life, it's because those memories continue to have your attention. 
I just, uh, I just believe that there's some things that many of us have been giving our attention to that listen, if you would turn your attention from them, you would restrict the flow of them. If you would turn your attention to something different, the flow that it's had in your life that's producing negativity, that's producing bad fruit would stop. If you would put your attention somewhere else, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey, what would your life look like if you restricted the flow of some things that have been running rampant in your world? How would your attitude be? How would your home life be? How would your relationship with your spouse be if you restricted the flow of some things in your world? Would you stand with me? I wonder what it would look like if many of us who have been dealing with some major, listen, some major emotional trauma and frustration and anger and confusion. What, what if you made a declaration today that said, you know what, I, I'm gonna talk to my past, I'm gonna talk to my bad choices, and today I choose to say, you will not have free reign in my life anymore, past, righty, righty tidy, past. I'm restricting access to the flow of you throughout my life and in my heart. Anger, you've had free reign to run in my life. I have yet to ever deal with you, but today I make a choice to restrict access, right, righty tidy. Unforgiveness, not, no, no, no. No more in my life. Unforgiveness, you're not hurting anybody else but me because I have yet to deal with it. And I've, al I've allowed unforgiveness to just be on repeat in my mind. My attention has been on what's been done. Righty tidy. Righty, righty. Uh. But what if in conjunction with that, we also said, Holy Spirit of God, sweet, sweet presence of Almighty God. I'm tired of giving my attention to so much stuff that is producing so much negative results in my life. It has been running free in my life, but today I restrict access to that and I come over here to the faucet that is the well that will never run dry and I say, Lord, from this day forward, righty lefty Lucy, Lord, you can have full access, full control in my life. And when you open up the well full blast that will never run dry, you will have access to things that you never dreamed possible. When you allow the presence of God to run free in your life, when you allow his spirit to be in every move, in every emotion, in every thought, in every step, in every decision, you will begin to walk in access. Doors will begin to open that you never thought would open in your world. But the spirit of God... The Spirit of God, see, you're, what are you giving your attention to? 
because attention opens the door to access and his presence, I'm telling you, what are you looking for today? You need joy? You, do you need joy? Anybody need to be happy? Guess what, guess what? In his presence, <laughs> there's fullness of joy. See, whatever you need can be found when you lefty loosey the presence of God in your life and allow him to flow. So as we close today, I wonder, I want you to think for just a moment what it is in your life that you've allowed to run on repeat that has had full access in your life that you say, you know what, from this day forward, I refuse to give you access. What are the things that you might just say, you know what, I'm gonna restrict access righty-tighty in my life. Can you think of something? Come on, I think we can all think of something. We're all human. We're all given to, to negative emotions, to bad choices, to a thought process that takes us to terrible places. And then I wonder, once you have that in your thought process, I'm gonna pray for you in just a moment. And it's my prayer that you would pray for yourself because he hears you just like he hears me. Yes. That once you say, Lord, I refuse to allow access to these things, today, Lord, I want you to have full access. I open the faucet of your presence in my life, full bore, it's open, it's open. Have your way. And when you allow him to have his way, I'm telling you, I don't pretend to know the details of how it happens, but I'm just telling you, your life starts to trend in a different direction. You're gonna have more joy than you've ever thought. There's gonna be more peace. That you've, there's gonna be more rest than you've ever had when you shouldn't even have peace, when you shouldn't have joy, it's gonna be there and people are gonna look at you and say, what in the world is going on with you? So Lord, right now, every one of us, have identified some things in our life that we've allowed to run freely. And it wasn't even intentional, Lord, it was unintentional. We just haven't been paying attention to the right things. Therefore, we've unintentionally restricted access to your presence by giving access to so many other things. And so right now, we get a grip on it. Right now, we identify what it is and we begin to turn those things off in our world. We restrict access from this moment forward. You have no clearance level in my world, but Holy Spirit, I'm walking over to the well that will never run dry. And spiritually right now, I am opening up the faucet. I'm opening up the faucet because here's what I know. The faucets don't produce the flow but the faucets control the flow. And I choose to allow you to flow freely in my life. I give you everything that I have, every aspect of who I am, where I'm going, what I've done. Take control from this day forward. Have your way, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. 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 